Hallelujah. Come on, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. I want to go to the word of the Lord today. Hallelujah. And so if you would uh, follow along with me today, hallelujah, we're going to go to the book of Daniel. Ooh. Amen. You like that? Yeah. Amen. And we are going to go, uh, let's read from, put up the scriptures there. We're going to go from uh, chapter 6 and let's read from about maybe verse number, hallelujah, 1. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to read and then I'm going to break down the context for you so that you could understand. And uh, we're going to have a good time today. Amen. Amen. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom. Amen. Do, do we have this in King James? Can y'all switch this to King James? I like the King. You know, sometimes you read the old. <laughs> this one in particular, I love. Yeah, I love. Give it up for the media team. Do y'all got it in ESV and message and all that? Amen. So the reason why I wanted to switch it is so that, because I know you don't know what a satrap is. <laughs> so, 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 so I wanted to switch that up so you could kind of understand. And over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princess might give account to them and the king should have no damage. So I'm going to explain what's going on here. Darius just took over Babylon. You know you got to be a powerful man to take over Babylon. Come on, somebody. And I ain't talking about NYPD. You know nowadays you say Babylon in New York. I'm not talking NYPD. I'm talking about the great Babylon. Come on, somebody. Come on, we come to have church today. Hallelujah. And Babylon conquered the world. So to conquer Babylon means you conquering the conquerors. And Darius came along and he took control of Babylon. And he's in charge at this time. And the minute he got there, he spotted young Daniel and he put Daniel in charge. Now, before you understand what's happening here, it is so much land that they've got to rule now. So much territory that there's no way one man could sit in the office and rule this much land. Right. So they do sort of like what we do in the United States. They broke it down by states. Mm. And he had 120 princes or governors like we would uh, have in each state today ruling over these provinces. Right. Now, he's doing that for several reasons, Sister Sherry. Number one... He wants to make sure that whatever is decreed from the top gets sent out to the the people Mm -hmm. and that the people are treated the way the king wants to treat them. And not only that, he won't collect his taxes too. Come on, somebody. Can't forget the IRS. Some of y'all know them too well. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And so he wants to make sure he's collect. And so he wants to make sure that he sets up a system. Because whenever you've got something overwhelming to do, systems work. Come on, somebody. That was a word. If there's a lot going on in your life, set up a system. You know, that works even for the smallest things. You know, if if you're a mother and you got a lot of kids and you got to clean the house and do all sorts of stuff, and set up a system. Systems work. And so he set up a system and he, you know, to funnel that money in. Now, there's a lot of people. So they didn't have a one president. They had three presidents. And each president were in charge of a certain amount of these princes. And then he looked at Daniel, who was one of the presidents. How in the world is a man of God, one of the presidents, in a Babylonian conquered system? Y'all ain't telling me nothing, boy. God's people belong. God's people belong. And here was Daniel, who was one of the presidents that Darius chose. And then Darius went to the extent, and over the three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. You know what damage means? Whatever I set out would happen, and whatever I need to return would happen. The kingdom is going to run smooth, right? Go to verse 3. 
Then this was, uh, then this Daniel was what? Preferred above the presidents. Talk about favor and elevation. I'm not just working in the city. I'm not just the governor of the city. I'm not just the president of the city. I'm the president of the president. I wish somebody would get excited. It don't matter where you are. It matter whose you are. Elevation is not determined by man. It is determined by almighty God. Your job is to be prepared when the opportunity comes. A lot of us never get blessed because you're not prepared. It's not that God don't want to bless you. It's that he, oh, y'all ain't saying that. I'm I'm moving ahead of myself today. So, So why is he getting this preferred treatment? Preferred above the presidents and princes because, oh gosh, an excellent, an excellent, an excellent, an excellente. How you say it in Spanish? Excellente. How you say it in French? Excellente. How you say it in Guyanese? Excellent. How you say it in Creole? Excellent. I knew I would have had help. They switched the, the end. Excellent. He was excellent. Daniel wasn't just excellent. He was excellent. Come on, somebody. He had an excellent spirit within him. Now, don't spiritualize that too much because you read the word spirit. That doesn't mean, you know, sometimes you meet spiritual people. <laughs> yes. See, the church don't like me when I go here because, because Jesus ain't enough. They want to add stuff to Jesus. Sometimes what we come out of, we still bring into, the, the, you know, and, and, and not that we don't have a Holy Spirit who can work and deliver and set free. But sometimes... You, you read that word spirit and you think it's just something jumps on Daniel. Right. <laughs> and he becomes excellent. No, the word spirit means his character. Yeah. Means his qualities. Yeah. Means that when you saw this man, he put in hard work. Right. <laughs> so some of you who want an excellent spirit... <laughs> You just want something to jump in you and make you great? It don't work that way. Y'all say, y'all here? Y'all with me today? You with me? And Darius shows up. And Darius, and you got to get the context of what's happening here. He's not Babylonian. He was conquered by Babylon, but Darius saw what Nebuchadnezzar saw in him and what every other king that ruled Babylon before saw in him. This dude is Excellent in his work ethic, excellent in his character, trustworthy, honorable. This man, and automatically, wherever he went, it was a no-brainer. Who should we, who should we pick for the job? His name always came to the top of the list. The Bible said he had an excellent spirit with him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now, you know that's going to cause conflict. We're supposed to have three presidents, and now you're trying to elevate me to your job, but you just, you know, sometimes the king, the king, king, is, the king is like, I'm going to vacate. you so excellent. You handle it. Right. And look, the king thought to set him over everything, and then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But. They looked everywhere, Sister Sherry. They could not find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error of fault found in him. And then they said, these men, we shall not find an occasion against Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Do y'all see that? Go on. And then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said, Thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and captains have consulted together and established a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god, 
or man for 30 days. Save of thee, O king. Save of thee means don't ask God or man. They must come to you. Right? And go on. And he shall be cast into a den of lions. Watch this. Go on. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not charged, right, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth it not. I'm going to stop right there. And y'all know what, many of you know the story. Daniel went straight into a lion's den after this. Yeah. Daniel just said, where Mufasa at? <laughs> where Simba at? <laughs> this is the original Lion King. <laughs> right. That was bad right there. If I had a shout in church. <laughs> Woo-hoo! That was a bar. Daniel, the original Lion King. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tough crowd. Let me tell you something. Let me give you some backtrack, some, some, some story in the background. Daniel and three other guys were good friends. Babylon, the children of Israel, as we know, they were brought out of Egypt. They were given their own land, and God told them, serve me. As long as you put me first, everything that comes with me will be yours. But the minute you pull yourself out of my presence, whatever is present without my presence is what you're going to have to deal with. So they constantly rebelled against God. Yeah. They constantly slapped God in the face. Yeah. They murmured. They looked at other nations and wanted to be like other nations. They wanted to do everything they saw that the world was doing. And so God said, you want to be like the world? And he allowed conquerors to come and conquer them. Yeah. Now, this is the first conquering of Jerusalem. And in this captivity, some of the people were taken away. Among the people that were taken from Jerusalem and being brought to Babylon were three guys. Yeah. One by the name of Daniel. The other three, we know their Babylonian names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. And the three of the four of them together, the minute they got to Babylon, this is what the king said. The king said, in order for people to be obedient to me, they must First, learn my culture and turn against their own. So the first thing he started to do was tell them that I've got food in which I want you to eat. And he found, the Bible says, among the people of Judah, four guys that came from royalty. Oh, gosh. They came from the lineage of, of royalty, Judah, David, right? And the Bible says that they grabbed these four men because they just looked excellent. I mean, these guys carried themselves with swag. That's what the Bible, the, the, the Bible don't say, swag. Before I get in trouble, you know, somebody clip me up and be like, look, this pastor say the Bible say swag. It said that they looked good. They took care of themselves. They were smart. They were intellectual. These weren't just people that you could push over. These were men of honor, men of integrity, men of character. And the king said, look in every place we've conquered and find the guys of integrity. Find these type of people. I want them to run my kingdom. But there's a problem because these men immediately, the king said, I want to feed them and keep them looking good and strong and sharp. And these men said, we don't want to eat nothing from the king. The, the guard said, man, hey, listen, if y'all don't eat, the king going to kill y'all and kill me because y'all smart. Y'all got to look good. They said, nah, we, we know something you don't know. Don't give us the choice. The reason they didn't want to eat is because, and I'm going to give you a, 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 a something here. They said, we're not eating nothing offered to no false god. Yeah. You see, you can take us out of Jerusalem, but what is in us is right, in us. Right, right. You could take me out the church building, but I'm the church yes. wherever I go. I'm the church in the mall. I'm the church with the Jesus shirt on. Hallelujah. I'm the church on Instagram. Come on, somebody. I'm the church wherever I go. I don't need a building to, to, to approve of my relationship. My relationship is solidified because of what he did on the cross. I'm unashamed about it. I pray anywhere. I preach anywhere. I tell anybody about Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, so they, they brought these guys and they said, we're going to feed. They said, we don't want that food. That food wasn't offered to our God. It wasn't prayed over. We didn't bless that at the table. Man said, the, 
king going to kill y'all. They said, hold on, man. Here's what you do. Don't give us none of that meat. Just bring us vegetables and water. And if we don't look better than the men you feeding, then do what you got to do. They already knew something. Yeah. See, when you smart, you smart. Yeah. You already know that what you, they, they knew diet. Do you follow what I'm saying? They knew what was going to make them healthy and strong and better looking. When, the, when they came back, them boys was looking. Yeah. A lot of single ladies would want to get married then. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll come out of that. All right. So, 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 so they were looking healthy, strong, and all of that. And then the Bible says all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king, got a dream. And in this dream, he is bothering him. He see this big image. And, 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 and a rock comes and crushes the bottom, and he's just like, am I going to lose everything? And he can't find anybody to tell his dream. So he's mad to the point where he, he's ready. He said, if there's nobody in the province who can tell my dream among the astrologers and the great men, I'm going to kill them. The word got to Daniel and them. Daniel said, oh, slow down, king, slow down. Just give us a couple days. Daniel said, and I promise you I have an interpretation for you. Now, Daniel ain't know nothing about no interpretation of dreams, but he knew the God he served. Yes. The Bible says Daniel went before God and said, God, you got you to gotta tell me this interpretation. Yes. God gave it to him, and he went and told Nebuchadnezzar, and immediately Nebuchadnezzar elevated them. Mm. And when he elevated them, this is years. These boys are young now. I want you to get context. They're young now. The next chapter, and the Bible doesn't give you the details. But for some reason, a law was put into place that you can't worship your God anymore. And they built a big statue, a big monument of Nebuchadnezzar. And they began to tell everybody in the land that when you hear the sounds of the music, everybody must stop whatever they are doing and bow down and worship the image. Now, I want to break that down for you. You see, what I believe was happening here was there were people that were looking at God's people and saying the same thing they said later on about Daniel. We can't find nothing in these men to get rid of them, to right. stop their favor, to stop right. their blessing, to stop God from using them. Right. They just keep getting, they're supposed to be slaves, but yet they are excelling. Yes. They are coming to the top every right. time. They're the one ordering us. Right. And now somebody put into rule, let us make a rule that is going to kill the source of their power. Let them, let it be illegal to serve their God. And let me tell you something, the culture, whenever they can't get you, the culture tries to make rules and laws and morality against your belief. I want you to know that if you open your eyes to this very nation, uh, they're doing it very slick. Every day they are making laws that is contrary to the Bible. See, I'm cool with you working in economics and defining certain laws. But the minute you begin to try to define morality... You have now taken the place of God. Hallelujah. Because it is only God who declares a thing that is right and wrong. Man doesn't have that discretion. It is written on the hearts of man in every culture. Right and wrong. Hallelujah. And, 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 and one of the ways that society tries to affect the people of God is by creating a culture that is anti-God. And it is no accident that the Bible tells you that they used music. In other words, they used pop culture. The things that people like. And when you hear the things that you like, yeah, you like those sounds, but behind the sounds, behind your favorite whatever, is an agenda. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Since when pop culture, I'm going to leave it alone. And when they can't get the people of God to willingly turn against their God, they pressure them by changing the whole culture. And so it is hard for Christians now, Sherry. Yeah. You see Christians now are undercover. They are, yeah. You know, in the back in the days, they used to say DT. Right. Y'all remember Slick Rick tried to rob a man that was a DT undercover? Yeah. Okay, me alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
An undercover cop is what a DT is. And nowadays, the culture has forced us to become undercover Christians. Don't let nobody know I love Jesus. Don't post that too hard. It's offensive. Don't say that too loud. It's offensive. But I want you to know that the source of your strength is in your relationship with God. And the enemy knows that. The enemy, everything that he brings up against you, listen to me today. All of the attacks that comes against you is not just because he wants to kill you. He wants you to question God's character. He wants you to get to a place where you say, if God is good, why is my marriage? Why is my health? Why is my finance? Why is my... If he can get you to question God's integrity, he's got you. But there was something about these four guys that annoyed the culture. No matter what they brought their way, these boys held on to God. And so while everybody was bowing down to the pressure of giving up on God, the Bible says that they brought message to Nebuchadnezzar and say, there's four guys. There's three Hebrew boys. No matter how much we play this music, they are not bowing. I am so grateful to God for the people, hallelujah, who understands that Christianity is not a bed of roses. That people do hurt us. People do what people you thought were supposed to love you. That's why I tell people, don't you ever put your trust in man. Man will hurt you. Man will walk out on you. Man will give up on you. Men will use you. Men will fail you. Men who you put all your trust in will break your heart and stomp on it. But there's a God who says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I promise to be with you to the ends of the earth. I promise to go with you through the fire. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night. I don't know who I'm talking. I just want to take a moment right here. I want to talk to somebody who's going through something right now. Your situation is a liar. God is not finished with you yet. Whatever's got to happen, let go. Let it happen. And watch God turn it around. The Bible says they told these three Hebrew boys, if y'all don't bow, we're going to put y'all in a fiery furnace. Not only are we going to put you in a fiery furnace, but we're going to hot it up seven times hotter. I don't know about you, but the lowest level of fire burn. Dude, what is in your head? Like, how bad do you want to burn them? It wasn't that they wanted to burn them extra. It's fear. Because if I tell you I'm going to burn you with the lowest level, you're like, but that's, I can make this higher seven times higher. You don't even know what that means. You're like, I don't want that one. How many of you want the lowest fire? Somebody raise their hand. Somebody over there said more fire. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Listen to me. You still going to get burnt. But it's not that he's heating it up so that they could burn them better. It's fear. And the enemy wants to use fear to cripple you. Let me tell you something. Don't you be scared. In the midst of your circumstances, keep going. Keep trusting God. Keep holding on to God. Don't you let nothing break you. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. You you, you see, when when you talk about excellence, which is really the title of my message today. When you talk about that word excellence, it means something. It, it means that this thing is of the highest of qualities and highest of efforts. It, 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 it means that, that if it's a thing, it is done with the highest capability possible to get it done. Right. If it's a person, it means this person's is very distinguished from all of his peers. It it means that if it's a system, a way in treating people, when you walk into that place, you feel like royalty. 
excellence. You can't trade it. it, it, it it's, 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 the, it's the difference between Ritz Carlton and Motel 22. I'm not going to say one of them now. I'm going to say 22. We are in, but we know what it means. You walk into Ritz Carlton, it scares you so much that you oftentimes don't even believe you belong there. Anybody ever been intimidated by a spot like that? I have. I've walked into some spots, I'm like, me dog? This me? I remember years ago when we were young, we were put into one of those, I'll leave that story alone. Me and my young brother were doing ministry and we got taken to a hotel that we walked into. We were like, we, you, you sure? Because we were used to like, you know, here's your card, go up to the room. Right. Sir, you have a credit card right. in case you spend something in here or break something. Anybody ever been to a hotel or we forgot what those were like? Right, right. We forgot, you know, what's a hotel? What's, what's, you know, when you check in, they take a card from you. Right. And this is for incidentals in case you break something. You're like, bro, I ain't, I'm a, if you drink a water in the room. <laughs> yeah. But see, when you get to Rich Carlton, Rich Carlton in those type of places or, or, or something grand and phenomenal, they got a bag for you. And they got six waters in the room. I got to pay for that? On the gr- no, sir. It's complimentary. Like a sip it? Yeah, you could... It's the difference. It's, yeah. it's intimidating. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's Kobe Bryant taking a thousand shots every day mm. before you woke up for work. I, I, they were talking about the Knicks, and I hate to do that. <laughs> but Julius Randle was t- sharing his experience about Kobe Bryant when they were playing someplace. Mm-hmm. And he said Kobe just called him some strange hour and found an obscure gym and said, come, shoot a thousand shots before the day is over. Excellence. It's the difference between a Benetti and a kayak. You don't even know what a Benetti is. They are boats that people live on that is so big and grand that you would never want to come back to land. Go look it up. Benetti, you would want to move forever. (laughs) There's no corona on a Benetti. (laughs) But on a kayak, (laughs) you are going to drown if it gets. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 excellence. And it's not so much expensive as some of you might be thinking. You see, when I say Kobe Bryant, it's not what you do. It's how you do what you do. Most people don't do what they do with excellence, but they want rewards from life. Now that's not right. When you hire a guy to do a job in your house and you want excellence and he paint the wall, <laughs> you, you look at him straight up and say, I'm not paying you. Right. First of all, you hired the wrong guy. <laughs> but you're not paying him because it's not excellence. But yet we want for ourselves the most out of life, but we don't put in excellent work. Excellent people, they're not concerned about uh, 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 what people think. In other words, excellent people. You see, see, here's what we taught. Do something good if there's something in it for you. Right. I found out that that doesn't work for Americans anymore. Americans who are getting paid yeah. still don't give excellence. There are teachers today that don't even care about the kids. It's just as long as they pay me and I get my medical benefits. There are people that are working jobs that every Monday morning they just can't wait for Friday. That's not excellence. There are people that is lazy. Oh, can I talk about laziness now? 
There are people that do things. And, 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 and let me tell you, it's, it's even if they're getting paid, even if there's a reward, the reward got to be so sky high for them to fake excellence. <laughs> but excellent people, even when there's nothing in it for them, they do it to the best of their ability because they know the work that I do is a reflection of me. It is an extension of who I am. So if I put out garbage right. and the critics come back and say, that's trash, how dare you get offended right. when you know you were putting in trash in the first place? I don't understand why people yeah. get offended. Yeah. And for the believer, we should want to be excellent because we reflect God. And the thing about God, God reflects the true definition of excellence. Yeah. When God spoke the world into Hallelujah. being, mankind is still trying to figure out what he did. Hallelujah. Yeah. He flung the stars in the sky. Right. He made uh, heavens and earth. Right. He made the galaxy. The sun has never ever fallen out its place. Right. The, the earth is just spinning like a globe trotter and, and giving us seasons right. and going around the yeah. sun. I don't, and they say it's moving so fast. I feel like my face should be like this. <laughs> From right, the wind right. of how fast, but I never feel it. Yeah. I never, I never know seasons come and they yeah. go. Hallelujah. Then when they look at me, what is man that you're so mindful of right. me? You made me out of cells. These cells are functioning. You've got systems in my body. Right. You've got a, a circle. You remember in, in science class? We're going to learn about circulation today. Right. You have a heart that is pumping yeah. blood yeah. constantly. I've never had to wake up once and say, hey, heart, come on now. <laughs> Because then I'd be dead if I had to do that. I'd be gone. Hallelujah. But every day from the time I was born, from the time I was in my mother's womb, when they did the sonogram, they checked and they said, system number one is there. Hallelujah. I had eyes. Hallelujah. My eyes could see. They tell me that my eyes are actually seen upside down. But I never walk upside down because they say it sends it to the brain. And the brain is flipping the image so fast that you never ever. Well, some of y'all feel upside down. But you never ever really feel upside down. They said that you're breathing in oxygen. I don't know what I'm breathing in with this mask anymore. I just be breathing. Hallelujah. And when you breathe and it goes into your lungs and your, your lungs has these little things in there, hallelujah, that connects the oxygen and somehow uh, 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 plugs it into the blood. And the heart is pumping, sending it to the rest of the body. I could go on and on. He made, hallelujah, all the animals so intricate. He made everything and everything that you look at in creation is done. When you do something, do it well. You don't know how close you are to promotion if you did it well. As a business person, as an entrepreneur who have worked and hired and used people in my business for years, I cannot tell you how many people were so close to being super blessed, but because they quit on being excellent at the moment... When they didn't know their name was being discussed right. in higher places, they gave up. And as a result, they disqualified themselves. Do your best. Do your best. Do your best. Listen to me, young people in here. I have no idea why X plus Y plus M to the fourth power, I've never used it. But that's not the point. Do your best. Because you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's going to honor you. You don't know. God has a way of taking this and connecting this and connecting this. And, con and before you know it, you're sitting there as the president of presidents. Yes. Nebuchadnezzar said, burn them. Them boys said, we are so dedicated to excellence that we believe our God is very much able to deliver me yes. from this. But king, even if God allows us to go into the fire, yes. we still won't bow. Let me tell you something. A lot of people think the book of Daniel is a book for Christians to figure out how to live in a secular world. No, it's a book that shows Christians how to not compromise in a secular world. 
it has been used too often to justify compromising Christians in high places. Right. Well, you know, God used Daniel in Babylon. But Babylon, hallelujah, he never bowed to. Right, right. He never said what they said. Yeah. He did his job excellently, but he made sure that he kept God first because he knew my blessing was not in Babylon. My blessing was in the Lord. Now, I'm getting ready to wrap this up, y'all. I feel like this is, I got so much more to preach, but I know you're ready to go home. Y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? Give me five more minutes and I'm going to bring this thing home. Years pass. They just had to test with the fire. When you get to Darius... Daniel is old now. He's not young anymore. He's about 90 years old. But kingdoms and cultures have passed. He just met Belshazzar, his, his Nebuchadnezzar's son, who decided that he's going to have a big party and bring out all of the instruments from Jerusalem. He brought out all of the things they kept in the temple that was sacred and begun to drink with it. You don't take the sacred things of God and make a mockery of it. You see, how come they don't ever mock no other religion? How come it's always Christianity and every show getting mocked? These people playing a dangerous game. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that he will reap. And and he brought all of that. And the Bible says a hand just appeared on the wall and wrote on the wall, many, many, tekel, umfarsen. What in the world is that? (laughs) And who hand was that? He said, is there a man in the land who could tell me what's written on the wall? And once again, years later, cultures change. And it looks like he has never progressed. But he wasn't trying to progress with culture. He was trying to progress with God. And the only man qualified was Daniel. Daniel said, that mean you're going dead by before Funk Flex spin the last song tonight. And they close the bar. You're going to get shot in the head. Now, did I say that? I, yes. I, I grew up across the street. <laughs> I really did. Before the night was out, he was killed. And Darius took over, and that's where chapter 6 begins. And soon as Darius showed up and conquered everybody, he said, this dude, Daniel, you're a beast. Come here. Rule everything. And they got jealous. And they said... We're going to have to do the same thing we did. The attacks keep coming, and they're, they're, they're the same. They just change faces. But they're still after your relationship with the Lord. Let me tell you something. If people want to walk out on your life, let them go. Now, I say that like that's easy for me. You have no idea how much it hurts when people walk out. I'll be trying to pull them back with a rope. But you can't keep people in your life that don't want to be there. You got to let them go. And let me tell you something. I'm bringing this home, y'all. They said, let's create another law because they're jealous of his success. There's people that will look at you. And just don't like you. You ain't did nothing but be excellent. I want you to know that when you make a choice to be excellent, you make a choice to be hated on. People, when you were mediocre, ain't nobody cared about you. It's when you became successful, then all of a sudden, like, bro, I didn't even know you know me. That's why you don't share all your success. Oh, come on, somebody. That's why you don't tell them everything. I sure don't. Because I'm a pastor, too. They be like, what are you doing? Take it to him. Let me tell you something. And they said, because of the hate, let's set up a whole system. Because an oh, that this would be said of you and me. The only fault we find in him is that he loves his God. They, they begun, they said, they, they, they did the classic politics stuff. You know, politics is a dangerous game, Sherry. They said, 
this dude is ruling over us. He's not even Babylonian. He's not from the Medes or the Persians. Right. He's not even uh, uh, one of the pagan religions. Right. He served this monotheistic God, Yahweh, who supposedly brought them out of Egypt and yeah. built them a temple. The temple's in ruin. Who, right. did, who did these Jews think they are yeah. to rule over us? Let's get them. And everybody, all of the princes, all of the presidents conspired. They said, let's write a law. How do you write a law when the chief guy never even sees the law been written. They're behind back. They're conspiring. But before they even get to the law, they said, let's check his character. There must be a woman in there. Let's see if he's... Because y'all know when politics come around, you hear about all the women. <laughs> yep. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. <laughs> women be coming... It's like, where are these women? Like, they never... This, this issue wasn't existing? And not that you don't believe the women, but right. they check your character and they bring out something. Check, check his financial records. Mm -hmm. There must be some money. Follow the money trail. He's stealing something. He got some illegal bets going on somewhere. He's got money in the market. He's doing something. They couldn't find a woman. They couldn't find nothing in his money. They couldn't find nothing in his family. They couldn't find nothing in his character. They said, we can't get this man. So guess what? The only thing that we could get him for is his God. Let's make a law to get rid of his God. And they said, any man who is caught talking to God will be thrown in a den of lions. Mm. Like, bro, one lion is enough. A den? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you just got to take me to the Bronx Zoo and put me in one cage. I'm like, I'm cool, I'm cool dog. I get it. I ain't trying to fight Mufasa. A den? You see the fear tactic? Yeah. Give up on your God. Let me tell you, what's coming against you is trying to tell you that God has forgotten you. Yeah. God ain't forget you. Yes. Oh, somebody need to get that in their spirit. Let me say it again. God did not forget you, but Pastor, you don't know the pain. God is still in control. Yeah. He's still in the picture. He's still in the circumstance. Let him have his perfect will. And listen, listen. The man said, Daniel, the Bible says, in the very next verses, he went home, bowed his knees like he always do, mm -hmm. facing Jerusalem, windows open. <laughs> you thought it was windows open so they could see. It was so that he could get fresh air and not fall asleep. <laughs> Tough crowd. Okay. <laughs> right. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. He left the windows open and they saw him. They said, ha ha, got him. I want to borrow from Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon said, imagine if there was only one man who could pray to God. There was only one man designated to talk to God on your behalf. And anytime you needed God to help you, you had to get your prayers to that man. Such a man would be overwhelmed. Because every time you're sick in body, you would run to that man. Because he's the only one who has access to God. Every time something happens in your life, you would run to that man. You couldn't even worship. You had to contact the man just to tell God you love him. And so you would probably save your prayers for petitions. Such a man would be overwhelmed. What would happen to us? Especially if we couldn't get to such a man. What if he lived in a remote part of the world and we could never get to him and tragedy hits and we could never call on God unless you get to such a man. And everything we face is in darkness and the enemy's destroying us. We could never pray against devils and demons. Let's say this man does it. If he doesn't do it, we are spaced. Everybody would try to find this man. Here's the thing. You don't need a man to pray for you. You have access to pray for yourself. But if you needed such a man, your desperation for prayer would increase. But how come you don't need such a man, but you don't pray? You have access to God at every second. And yet, we don't take that access. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. 
Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything, everything to God in prayer. And he got arrested for praying. And some people might say, why didn't you just pray in your mind, Daniel? Why don't you just not wear the Jesus shirt so big, Pastor? Get a little Jesus. Why you got to open a window, Daniel? First of all, I've been here before. This ain't the first law against me. This ain't the first kingdom. This ain't the first rodeo. If God be for me, <laughs> who can be against me? See, after you got a couple years under your belt with God, you move different. You don't panic in the room no more. You start to talk different. Hallelujah. God is with us. And look, look. Now, some people say you shouldn't pray because you could lose your life. And you're such a valuable person to this whole kingdom. Your value is much more. Just pray in your mind. Just give up on your relationship. You know, I'm going to close with this. They used to tell me when I was young, New York was really bad in the 90s. Very bad. My father got held up with a gun right in front of the building that we lived in. It was that type of... Cats were just like, hey, it's seeming to be getting back there. In Jesus' name, we pray against it. One of the things they used to tell me as a kid, son... Somebody come and they put a gun to you and they ask you for your coat or your wallet, give it to them. Y'all remember those instructions? Because your life is worth more than the coat. So I'm going to give up the thing that is less valuable. Daniel, you're willing to give up your life. So you must have concluded that life is less valuable than my soul. For what does it profit a man? You ain't never had this temptation. You ain't never woke up and you were the presidents of presidents. Joe Biden listened to you. You went to the G7 meeting and you showed up and said, why am I even here? See, y'all don't understand. Y'all hear what I'm saying. You never had the temptation of all of that can be yours. Because he concluded that my life was worth a coat comparison to my eternal soul with the Lord Jesus Christ. The battle will always be to make you turn against God. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know if it'll come out the way you plan. But I do know that if you carry yourself excellently and trust God and work as unto God do right as unto God. God will work out everything. The Bible says they threw him in the lion's den and Daniel was chilling the whole night. Darius woke up the next morning and ran down and said, Daniel, you there? He said, King live forever, chill, bro, I'm good. He said, an angel came and shut the mouth of the lions. Let me tell you something. Everything that has come up against you, God has a way of shutting the mouth that was trying to kill you. Oh, but that ain't the God we serve. God don't stop there. Let me tell you something about God. The Bible says that Darius said, after he pulled Daniel out, bring all the men who conspired against this man and throw them into the fire, into the lion's den. Let me see if they got the same favor and grace as them and the lion. They didn't eat all night. They were extra hungry today. Hallelujah. They ate everybody. They ate like a Guyanese eating a chicken bone. Nothing was left. 
y'all hear what I'm telling you? Your enemies, and I'm going to say that, I'm going to let you know, the enemies of God, unless they repent, God is not going to let them slide. God is a good, you ain't God. You can't ever want to box with God and touch God's people, do wrong to God's people, do ill will to God's people and think you're going to get away with it. We got a God that is watching over us. Your job is not to fight the people. It's not to get out of character. Your job is to have an excellent spirit and watch God do the rest in your life. I can't tell you how much he's done it for me. There was times in my younger days in Christianity I fought everybody until I stood still and said, God, I can't fight no more. That's when God says, now the battle is mine. Hallelujah. Do what you got to do. Do the best you can. Know that the God that loves you will never leave you. Would you pray with me today? Pray with me today. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, you want to know this Jesus that Daniel knew. And he's worth more than anything you will ever find. I want you to pray with me today. If you've never asked Christ in your heart and you're watching online or you're in this building, pray with me today. Say, Father God, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I confess that I have sinned and you are the Lord of my life. Save me. Make me brand new. Father, I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. And from today, I am your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give Jesus a round of applause. Those watching online, I just want to thank you for tuning in. We're going to let you go, but I want you to know that if you've been blessed, please visit our website. If you've said that prayer, we got a book we want to send to you. We've got a couple people already lined up to go into the new class that we're about to start. If you want to, if you've accepted Jesus Christ and you're in the building or you're online, there's a book we want to get to you and there's a class that we want to teach you what your next steps ought to be. Amen. And we want you to follow the Lord Jesus in, in uh, uh, water baptism and all that stuff that we've got planned coming up this summer. Amen. And so we, we don't know who you are. You got to email us at churchcityusa at gmail.com. Or if you're in the building, before you leave, let an usher know you gave your heart to the Lord. And we're going to get you that book. Also, please, if you've been blessed by what we are doing and you just love this ministry, please consider partnering and sowing to our ministry. If you are in the building and you want to sow and you want to give, you can do it the conventional way. See one of the ushers when you leave. Or you can go to our website. All of the ways you can give are online. Cash app, Church City USA, Church City USA at gmail.com. Or just go to our website, churchcityusa.com. We are in the process of trying to buy a new building. And um, uh, well, we're searching, you know, maybe the Lord, hallelujah. And so 